0: The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor-Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store, or via the app.
2: This is TalkSport Daily.
3: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday, my friends. Yeah, Thursday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, you can catch me on drive today and for the rest of your lives at 4pm. Now, we start today's podcasting thing by looking back at Man United's Crucial Champions League tie against Galatasaray, who realistically needed a win to keep alive their chances of progressing to the knockout stage. This is how it unfolded across the Talksport network.
2: The penultimate game in Manchester United's Champions League group campaign, and it's one that they have to win. Now, Garnacho, left hand side of the area thrashes it into the roof of the net. What a week he is having. Bruno Fernandes tries oh! his... goal What an extraordinary wow. goal from Bruno Fernandes. 22 yards out. He's got it through the wall and in. And Galatasaray back in the game. Hakim Ziyech with what looked like a relatively routine free kick. He's wan at right-hand side of the area! Oh, yes. Squeezed in at the near post. And Manchester United lead by three goals to one. Scott McTominay making the run. And he slid in and diverted it in past Muslera. Hits it in, left footed. Wall with pace! Oh, straight through Anana another free kick from Hakim Ziyech
4: another soft goal conceded but they're on the front
2: foot again here goes a stunning goal Akta and it's 3-3 and yet again Manchester United have blown a two goal lead in this Champions League group the full-time whistle goes with the side sharing six goals throwing away advantages has been An enduring feature of this Champions League campaign and Manchester United know they need a miracle to make it through from here. It's finished. Galatasaray 3, Manchester United 3.
4: I'm sure the bench will have been sat there saying, how's that one gone in? How's that one gone in? You know, when they were whistling past the Nana, he should have done better. Certainly with two out of the three, even the third one. I don't think he got himself set and got himself in the right position to make a save shouldn't get done at the near post there is
2: a situation where they could qualify if they beat Bayern and Copenhagen beat Galatasaray that would go to goal difference but basically if Bayern win tonight then United will qualify if they beat Bayern and the other game is drawn next uh, match day six so they were 2-0 up in Copenhagen and lost 2-0 up tonight and drew and 3-1 up tonight 2-1 up at home to Galatasaray and lost 1-0 up at home to Copenhagen and needed to survive that last minute penalty so they have had a consistent problem in putting games to bed. They've probably given themselves too much to do now and it's going to
4: take a massive effort now from United and they're going to have to look to others, maybe to do them a favour here and there. Um, So it's going to be, it's going to, it's an extremely tall order for them. You know, it's out of their hands.
5: But it worries me on their behalf that they don't seem to be able to stay compact in these games. They don't seem to be able to nullify the opposition. And that's what the the very best teams in this competition are capable of doing. They're capable of controlling games. It was way too wild, ultimately. Yes, Onan has made mistakes, no doubt about that. And as I say, if you look at his performances for Inter, who are a very solid team under Simone Inzaghi... He was excellent, especially in the away games. When they went to the Dragao and played Porto, he was brilliant. And you look at the way he played against Manchester City in the final as well. So this is an age-old tale with goalkeepers. Once the confidence goes, it's really tough, especially in a pressure cooker atmosphere like you've got at Old Trafford at the moment. It's really difficult to get it back. So, yes, I agree with you, Ten Hag. We'll look at it and say, well, what am I supposed to do if the goalkeeper's chucking a couple in? But I do think in general, they're just not compact enough at all, especially away from home in these big games. We scored
4: great goals. And even after we had some setbacks, we kept
5: going until the end,
4: because in the end, we should have won as well with the big chances from Scott McTominay and Pellistri. So, yeah, disappointed because we should have managed the game better. We will learn from that. But you see this team is in, is in development.
1: What United manager or what
6: a manager of any team after you've basically just been eliminated from the Champions League because we need to win and we need them to draw. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are the odds on that going to be? You know, but for that manager, the first the first thing that he does after we've lost, the, well, drawn that game is, yeah, like, going to shut their manager's hand and then walk straight up to that Ziyech. Happy smiley, he's hugging him and stuff. I was like, what are you doing, pal? The guy's just scored two goals against us, literally got us eliminated, and yet
4: he's still your best mate. What kind of passion does that show, you know I mean? It, again, just when they started to look like some momentum was, was happening, something was moving forward, this one comes along to give them a slap again and knock them backwards. So that's the way it seems to be for United. This Manchester united Eric Ten Hag team, seemingly when they get going, all of a sudden something is lurking around the corner to disrupt things once more. And this one is a real blow. But it's always about team. And this team is good. All the players in this squad are good and deserve uh, the bets to play for Man United uh,
5: because they are brilliant players um, uh, and that counts for the whole squad. If they don't get out of this group, that is disastrous. And when you think of the money they've spent, it, it is an extraordinary position. There's such a gap between the current reality... And what we're used to seeing from Manchester United, and that shows no signs of being bridged at any time soon, which is amazing. To the Emirates now, and Arsenal
3: know a win against Lens or Lons, no one really knows. would we'll see them progress to the next round of the Champions League and top the group in the process.
2: With a skip and a jump, up steps Jorginho, and he rolls the ball into the bottom left hand corner. And he makes it Arsenal 6, Lons
5: nil. Look, I think what's really interesting about Arsenal, and this is the biggest compliment I can pay them, they look like a Champions League team, and they haven't been for a long time, but they look like a team that's used to winning the group, used to getting those big home wins. If you look at all the big hitters, you look at City... You look at Bayern, you look at Real Madrid, this is the kind of thing they do.
2: Arsenal 6, Lons 0, Arsenal securing their place in the knockout stages of the Champions League and wrapping up top spot in Group B in scintillating fashion.
4: Yeah, we had the chance to qualify today and become top of the group. We've done it, we've done it, I think, in a a really convincing way against a a really good side and uh, I think the team right from the beginning showed uh, a lot of aggression and determination to... To go for the game, and uh, yeah, everything happened uh, in the right way, especially in the first uh, 30 minutes, and, and that was really helpful too, to win the game.
3: Now, yeah, we can't possibly talk about football without mentioning VAR. Boring, I know, but the fallout from the PSG Newcastle game and that handball decision continues to rumble on. Before we hear from Hawksby, Andy Jacobs, and Danny Murphy, let's hear from the boys on breakfast, Alan Brazil and Ali McCoist. Everyone just wants to have their say on the rules and referees, don't they?
7: that penalty Mbappe would not have been given in the Premier League so how does that work so it's two different rules one for the Champions League and another for the Premier League how can you have that Al
8: that penalty last night I don't care what anybody said should not be given anywhere on the planet never mind anything else that's that's as bad as I've ever seen it really really is and that's why the whole thing's a laughing stock and that's why you're right because see if the referee had given the penalty and there was no VAR. You know, I just went. Oh, he's bl- he's blown that one. What a mistake he's made there! But because you're right, there's actually two people. There's a guy looking at that in VAR and saying, "You need to come over and look at this."
7: Mm. So one for you, But uh, I've got the stage now. VAR. They're talking about getting involved in more things. Oh my! It's got to be binned. I would. I would. Ch- I I'd, honestly, if I wasn't watching football because uh, of my job and talking about it and, yeah. and having a great four hours and chat and laugh and see this stuff as well, I wouldn't watch it. I'm, t- I'm sick of it. I've, I've had too many letdowns. It's
8: diabolical. It's robbery. It's theft. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Every one of them. And they're all right. Hmm. And you're right. It's, it, is, it is actually affecting the game. I, I, was, ra- I was actually raging after the game yeah. last night yeah. and I've
6: not got a dog in the fight. It's so easy to solve. I've spoken to loads of ex players. They all say the same. Right, solve it for us now. Deliberate handball or a handball that stops a goal. So if you're on the line, even if it's accidental and it whacks you in the arm, there's got to be a penalty. How do you know if it's deliberate or not? Is that not subjective still? I've never seen a handball that I don't know whether it's deliberate or not. I don't understand that subjective Subjective. intent. I I can tell you. I have not seen one if maybe one in 10 years that you might have a 50-50, any ex-player who played the game will tell you if it's an intentional handball. You know, it's just ludicrous. The, the lawmakers have got too much time on their hands, too many different people in, putting input into it. It's just, I, the handball rule is so easy to fix. Mr. VAR, Dale Johnson, posted a table earlier on of the handball decisions made in big games. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, in the Champions League... 46 in 197 games La Liga 57 in 518 that's the drop off in the Premier League 31 in 500 so we've kind of we've rebelled against what UEFA ideally would like us to do uh, but in the Champions League 46 handball Decisions made, penalties. That's penalties from handball, in 197 games. That's ridiculous. I finally, I have su- and seriously suggested this to the management, and I hope they take me up on it. Yeah, the next IFAB meeting is in Glasgow on March the second, wow. and I want to mobilise. All Talksport listeners who care about this, yeah. and we march on the meeting. <laughs> no, we do. We've got. You're going to march on IFA. It's the only way to show them that they're ruining the game. And we let yeah. Jim stand there doorstepping them as they walk in, and we don't let them get away with it. We let them know. If there's, can if there were a thousand. Can we boo them or thousand Talksport listeners can we boo outside them, the Andy? meeting? Are you 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 allowing booing? I'm allowing light it. booing, well, being. booing, not being, not being. <laughs> well, they've got <laughs> to be. Not on a very basic level, they've got to be. <laughs> not being. But yeah. well, I don't mind,
3: as long as it's, as long as oh, okay. it's peaceful. It's got to be a I was peaceful slightly facetious. Now, from the Champions League to the Championship, as Leeds look to keep pace in the race for automatic promotion. They face Swansea at Ella Road and this is how it sounded on Talksport 2.
1: And Daniel James is suddenly in the area. Left footed shot! 3 1! Daniel James! Gets his name on the score sheet and surely the points are safe for Leeds and they will keep pace with the top two in the championship. Leeds three, Swansea won. Swansea never really laid a
6: glove on Leeds, who controlled it, pretty much had it all their own way in the second
3: half. Relatively easy for them in the end. Daniel Varka will be a happy man tonight. And the football doesn't stop there, as tonight it's Europa League and conference action let's hear from Brighton Gaffer Roberto Serbi on an important game for his side we are here to, to try the condition to win the game for sure but uh, we know the difficult of the game uh, I cap a uh, very very good uh, opponent uh, plan of during the, the games uh, and to win the game we have to to show our best to play our best to, to play. Our football with with the best mentality, with the best attitude.
2: Oh, it is a stunning goal from Darwin Nunez.
8: It is a, a difficult game. The opponent is not. here has a chance themselves not to qualify for, for the next round, and that would be massive for Linz, I know that, and we have to make sure that we really show as a package, Liverpool package, uh, that is a, a wonderful place to come, but a horrible place to come as well in the same moment.
2: Thomas Suchet it home at the far post and runs straight to those delighted West Ham fans.
0: I find every game in Europe difficult. Nothing is easy, and uh, obviously we're fully aware of the very good result they had at the weekend.
3: Away from football now, and on to the wonderful Drive Time Show. In my opinion, the best show on national radio. And UFC heavyweight champion of the world, Tom Aspinall, joined us in the studio. Here are some of the best bits. Tom Aspinall joins. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks, mate. What What's it like to be called heavyweight champion of the world? That's nuts, right?
9: Uh, not really. To be honest, I don't. I don't like sounding cocky about it. But I think that I was always supposed to be the heavyweight champion. To be honest, I expected it, and I think a lot of people around me who've, who've been around me for a long time expected it as well. So, but
3: there's I, a difference between expecting it, yeah, and then beca- hearing your name called out as. The new yeah, albeit interim i don't care about that sort of stuff, but you are the heavyweight champion of the world yep. in UFC that is bonkers every morning you wake up, do you like look in the in the mirror and smile to yourself uh no
9: it's pretty real um I think under the circumstances that I did it in. It, I was in the worst circumstances possible. You know, I found out about the fight two weeks before. Um, I didn't have a visa, so I only actually found out that I was going to New York a couple of days before I actually left for New York. I had a couple of injuries and stuff that I had to, you know, it held me back from training. And I think, and my opponent, mate, I had an unbelievable opponent who was running through everyone in the first round. So uh, I think under the circumstances, it went very well.
1: Obviously, Michael Bisbin, he did it 2016, yep. short weeks notice. Who's was better, yours or his?
9: That's a great question, actually. Uh, well, just to wind Bisping up, I was going to say mine's better, but I think his was his was also a great win. So I'm not, I don't know, because I think with my opponent, in like nobody gave me a chance. Absolutely nobody gave me a chance. But again, it was similar for him. He fought Luke Rockhold, who at the time was absolutely steamrolling everybody. So. I would say they are very similar, to be honest. They're very similar. I don't want to say anyone's was better. Uh, you're a big boxing fan, right? Love so boxing. So we can get
3: your view on... Uh, what, what do you make of uh, the build that's just recently announced? AJ Wilder, they're fighting on the same night, December the 23rd, not fighting each other. Yep. Is that a disappointment? We, we touched on, just before the break, the fact that in UFC you
9: only get the yep. big fights. And, of course, in boxing you don't. Yep. Well, let me tell you I'm a massive boxing fan. I absolutely love the sport of boxing. I absolutely can't stand the boxing model. Hate it. Hate the way that boxing's going at the moment because I love the sport of boxing. I love the science. I love the, the defensive techniques, which is amazing. I absolutely love watching like actual classic traditional boxers who are defensively brilliant. Like it's my favourite thing. The way the sport's going at the moment is absolutely terrible. The way that you look at, you can literally look at a card, you can look at an Eddie show or Frank Warren show, any other promoter's show and, and know, say there's 10 fights on, you can know at least eight of the winners before the bell rings on any of the yeah. fights. I can't stand it. Just look at that, for example. We're talking about the top guys in the world. None of them are fighting each other. What is this? The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership
0: with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal, The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Tool Station Club. Join today online, in-store, or via the app. I'll hold that, please. Level 5. Thank you.
6: Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
6: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz uh, and the Bypassal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
6: The single most important thing is to Ertz uh, and the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.
3: Finally to the Breakfast Show. Here's Alan Brazil, Shabana Hearn and Ali McCoy discussing soft play centres. Alan's way of improving them for adults. No, yep, I did read that right. Very bizarre.
6: When was the last time you went to a soft play? You have the, the grandkids on a, a Tuesday, Alan. soft play?
7: <laughs> no.
6: You've never been to a soft play?
7: No. What's a soft play?
6: Where kids go... What? Ali, he's at it. You've been. Oh, he's
7: got to play, be at it. He has got to oh, be at what's it. What's a soft play?
6: Soft play is like kids' wild fun zone where it's all padded and there's the fun balls. Not lying. No, no. So what do you do with the, the grandkids on a Tuesday? <laughs> Park.
7: Well, I'm going to go to a place, little uh, pasta place in Manningtree. Luca, very good. Oh,
6: they're such spoiled little children, that sounds
7: lovely. Well, a bit of pizza and a bit of pasta? That's not spoiled. Take spoiling them to soft
6: play and they can run riot, but what's actually happened at the soft play up in Manchester? Now, they
7: do cheerleading.
6: Do you know what? <laughs> soft plays are feral. I'm at soft plays all the time, and I actually think they're only a winner here, Imagine it to sneak in a bottle of wine. <laughs> well,
7: why don't they have a little. Oh, no, they, no, you can't, because they're young kids. I was going to say, have a little separate bit. Well, you know, uh, people can sit down, relax with uh, with you know everything in moderation. Everything Listen, in moderation. I'm telling you right now, the
8: one thing you don't do, the one thing you're not allowed to do, the one. Thing you've got no chance of getting is a bit of relaxation at least soft play areas, oh, man.
7: Wild. Um, hold no, on a minute. Hey. Am I right in saying they're not cheap? So someone must be monitoring them. So can't you have your Buckfast Bistro for the parents to <laughs> <laughs> could just chill out for an hour? In the toilet? I
3: mean, they're on. Not sorry. in the toilet.
1: I mean, a proper place. <laughs> Why not Buckfast the in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We've
1: all been there.
3: Well that's it gang, thanks for listening on the Talksport app wherever you get your podcast from. There will of course be another one of these antigoes in Talksport Daily Podcast out first in the morning so do what you gotta to do to get it until then. Thanks for listening. have a good day We'll be safe everyone. Be safe.
4: That was a podcast from Talksport.
0: The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with ToolStation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app.